Hello, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Sleepers and Keepers Fantasy Hockey Podcast, part of the Hockey News Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Chen, and joining me is my co-host, Michael Amato. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited. It's a great time of year. Not only is it Thanksgiving, it's a great time on the sports calendar. Got baseball playoffs, NFL in full swing, and hockey just around the corner. Agreed. Uh, quick aside on the MLB playoffs. I know the Jays are out, but it bugs me every time they celebrate after making the playoffs, after a division series win, after a championship series win. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I can't stand those celebrations. <laughs> um, I don't care who knows it. I know everyone loves seeing a team celebrate, but I'm sorry, not after two losses and limping into the playoffs. You know, you break up the cigars and champagne and then less than 72 hours later, you're eliminated. Uh, yeah, I, I can't stand it. Uh, Especially with the cool. way the Jays play. Not that I'm a big fan, but it's just funny to yeah. see. Pat yourself on the back and, and move on. That's Yeah, like, agreed. Anyway, this is a hockey podcast, so we should probably get started on that first. Uh, preseason well underway. A couple uh, notes to take care of, and then we'll go into mailbag. Thank you for the questions, by the way. Um, if you have any questions, you can always send it to us on Twitter, at JasonChen16 and at Amato underscore Mike. Um, right off the bat, uh, Calgary Flames, Matt Coronado and Dustin Wolf. So Matt Coronado... Uh, right shot, right winger. This is something they've been lacking for a few seasons now. A goal scorer. It looks like he's going to open the season with the team, and not only that, on the top six. Yeah, he looks really good scoring goals. Uh, that's definitely what the Flames need, what they were missing last year. Um, I think it's kind of a new opportunity for a lot of players there with Daryl Sutter gone, especially young players. Um, it looks like he's going to get a real shot. And yeah, I, I think you know he's somebody that if he's going to be around uh, for the bulk of the season, someone you can definitely look at if he's in that top six. Yeah. Didn't show a lot of goal scoring prowess at Harvard, but he is a goal scorer for sure. Uh, he was my pick for, to be one of the breakout players for the flames. Uh, the other one is Dustin Wolf. Uh, Dustin Wolf just got assigned to the AHL. Will we see him at some point this season? It feels like we will. Um, I, you know, I'm sure the Flames may have an injury in goal at some point, or they might try to move Ladar if there's a team out there looking for for help. Um, but, you know, I think Wolf really doesn't have much more to do in the in the AHL. You know, he's won the MVP there. He's won the top goalie twice. Um, he's really good. I feel like if I was Markstrom or Vladar, I'd be worried about a Wolf call because he just might take over the net and run with it. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets a shot, but that could be... Probably not a guy you draft as a zero G, but if you see him get called up, you're probably going to want to grab him pretty quick. Yeah. And Coronado, deep flyer or uh, deep league flyer, maybe. Yeah. If you're in a deep league, I, I think you could, you know, maybe grab a late pick on him. Um, we'll see what he does, but he's definitely showed a lot in this preseason. Anyone that scores goals, I think the Flames are going to want to keep around, obviously. Yeah. Here's my prediction. It's not so bold, but my prediction is Coronado scores more points than Diego Sharon Govich. That's my prediction. I, I think it's possible. It. Yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, Florida Panthers. It looks like there's lines are set uh, to start the season. So you have Barkov at the top for Hagee on the left, but Evan Rodriguez now on the right wing. Um, that's an interesting one. Rodriguez has always been more of like a Swiss army knife utility um, player playing on the top right top line right wing. Um, do you think that gives his fantasy value a huge boost? 
I do. Uh, I think Rodriguez is a great volume shooter. You know you're yep. going to get shots on goal from him a lot, uh, if nothing else. So if he has a chance to produce more offense, that's only going to going to help him, obviously. And I think Barkov there, you know, as an aside, I think Barkov is kind of a sneaky pick in drafts this year. He's, he's oh, going sure. he's going pretty late. The only thing that's really working against him is health, right? Like he's missed a bunch of time in the last couple of years. And if he plays 80 games, he's probably an easy 90 point player. So yeah. if he stays healthy and Rodriguez gets to stay up there, that's going to be really good for him. I'd say Barkov is probably closer to hundred points if you based on what he did he did last season. Uh which means on the second line it's Matthew Tuchuk with Nick Cousins and Sam Bennett. Uh that's an interesting one. Sam Bennett has always been a bit of a toolsy uh fantasy player, uh, but also kind of has had trouble staying healthy as well. And then you have Anton Lundell with Itu uh Lusterainen and Sam Reinhardt on the third line. Reinhardt, um kind of hot and cold but he always just somehow gets his like 60 70 points at the end of the season yeah like i don't, I don't think you love that for reinhardt if you're rostering yeah. him that's a bit of a, a downgrade like lundell and lustrein and mm-hmm. i think are more of a two-way players lundell really hasn't shown a lot of offense so far mm-hmm. um but reinhardt was really good um like at both ends of the ice in the playoffs so i wonder if that's why they're kind of utilizing him there and you know, but at, at the sort of flip side, if you have Lundell or Lusterainen, you probably like that Reinhardt's there. That might help them a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting team. You know, I think they're, I think there's a lot of question marks and a lot of upsides with some of their players in the in the top nine. So we'll see how it works out. But I think obviously, you know, Matthew Kachuk and, and Barkov are going to help out who's ever around them. Yeah. Not to mention Reinhardt's usually a staple on the top power play. Which means Carter Verhage moves to the second power play. Any concerns there? Yeah, it's it's not ideal, um, especially because you know at the start of the year they're also going to be missing Montour and Ekblad on that power play. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the second unit, the first couple of months that might be pretty thin. But I think Verhage's a pretty steady scorer at even strength. You know, huge shot volume. Year. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't really be too concerned about it. But yeah, I guess it's not ideal. Uh, interesting uh, lineup note out of St. Louis. It looks like prospect Scott Perunovic might make the team. Um, playing on the extra pair right now, but if he does see time, we could be seeing at a new power play quarterback. Um, in a deep league, if you're looking for defenseman, is it is he worth taking or should we just wait and see? I'm going to go wait and see on that. I've heard this guy's name, I feel like, for five years now. <laughs> um, he's never really stuck. And they've got like like Krug is healthy again, so yeah. Falk got, is there too. Falk yeah, is they've amazing. got Krug and Falk, so I don't really see how Perunovic um, is going to get that time. And yeah, like you said, Falk is really underrated. Like mm-hmm. Krug gets for the last three seasons, Krug has got all the opportunities, all the power play time, and Falk still outproduces them just about every area. So Falk's the guy I'd be grabbing from that D, um, mm-hmm. and then probably Krug, and then yeah, you can look at Perunovic. But I don't know. That feels like more. You know, if they get an injury, he gets a shot and maybe takes advantage. But that seems like a waiver wire scoop up for me. And I think Krug has a little something to prove after he nicks that deal, right? So yeah. he's got to prove he's worth the money and he wants to stay in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite players to debate in fantasy. <laughs> um, Nikolai Ehlers on the Winnipeg Jets. Looks like he's going to be stuck on power play too. It looks like Gabe Velarde is going to be on the top line with Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor. Uh, Nick Ehlers, is he ever going to be free from Rick Bonus's prison? 
I don't know what Nick Ehlers did to Rick <laughs> Bonus uh, in a past life or something, but yeah, it is not looking good for Ehlers. Um, barely over 15 minutes a night last year, his lowest ice time in his career. Which is crazy. Like, even if like you don't like Ehlers, he should be playing closer to 18, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's how good he is. And I don't know if it was partially like injury related because I know he had some lingering yeah. injuries mm-hmm. that he was trying to come back from. I mean, he already he already had like a neck issue this mm-hmm. preseason that he's working his way back from. So I don't know. It's it's a guy with so much talent, um, and and a, you know you can see the upside there. It's just he never gets utilized quite right. You know he deals with some injuries. It's it's a tough one. Um, I, I guess like the more he falls, the more of a buy low option he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like, you know, they've lost players, right? Like Dubois is yeah. gone, Wheeler's gone. They, they're going to have to lean on him, it feels like. So I'm definitely taking a chance, but it's it's hard to be super hopeful at this point with you. Yeah, he's a great player. Maybe stylistically, he doesn't fit on the top power play. But, I mean, they should try and find time and room for him. But Gabe Vellardi looks excellent. I think he's not getting drafted in a lot of leagues right now, but I think by the end of the season, he's going to be one of those players that's going to be rostered a lot. Yeah, he feels like a guy that is going from a, a stronger team to a little bit of a weaker team. That's going to get more minutes, more of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like he might, he might just eat up some of those minutes that people were hoping Ehlers were, was going <laughs> to get. So maybe you do a Velarde Ehlers stack to protect yourself. I, I don't yeah. know, but it'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. We'll see uh puck drop is Tuesday, October 12th or 10th. I should say, sorry. Um, the day after Thanksgiving Monday, um, that would be, exciting i cannot wait uh which brings us to mailbag uh thanks for all the questions that uh, people have sent us um first question from stack the mat uh he asks uh which top six players also play the penalty kill i heard that talk doesn't want to use miller and Pedersen this year and he's referring to the canucks and yes, uh, the Canucks do not really plan to use JT Miller and Elias Pettersson on the PK this year. Um, that could change. Um, I'm a big fan, though, of teams that use the power kill. So instead of like sitting back and blocking shots, they kind of go for the goal. Um, the best way to, I guess, answer this is to uh, parse out the players that play both uh, the penalty and the power play uh, significant minutes. So if you filter... Uh, players by two minutes uh, per game on the power play and on the penalty kill. There are three centers that really stand out to me. Alexander Barkov, Nico Hishir, and Joel Eriksson Eck. If York League counts shorthanded points, these are probably the three players that I would really target. Yep, those are good ones. I would also say, interestingly, uh, the Leafs seem like they're dead set on using Austin Matthews there Mm -hmm. this year. Um, And Marner's there too. Probably going to play with Marner, so those two seem like they could be dangerous together on a penalty kill. So mm-hmm. Marner Matthews, um, Brad Marchant's another one, Andre Kopitar. There's, there's a few. Yeah. You just have to look at the shorthand in minutes and, and check, you know, power play time, two point totals. They're definitely out there. Yeah. Uh, second question. This is from stack the mat as well. Thank you. Um, I'm following on Spotify. Great work guys. Thank you. <laughs> An easy, informative listen. Great job. <laughs> Tell me, which NHL team has the best schedule for fantasy playoffs? Um, he's really looking ahead. <laughs> I love his enthusiasm. <laughs> I love his confidence. He's just, yeah. I'm just going to make the playoffs. <laughs> so this one is a little tougher to answer because it depends on when your league starts your playoffs. It's usually in March at some point. 
So if you go by March 1st till the end of the league, the Sens play the most games. They play 25. Uh, Edmonton, Pittsburgh also play 25. Then it's the Caps, the Sharks, and the Jets who play 24. Uh, but if you start on March 11th, which I believe is the th- second or third last week of the fantasy season, the Caps and the Sens play 20 games each. So those are the two teams I would probably target. Yeah, I think you have to also look at it week to week. Like if you're in a head to head, like the Rangers, I think have a five game week in there mm-hmm. in the middle of March. But the thing I'd say, it's pretty hard to look at it now because you don't know how good some of the opponents are going to be for the, for these teams. Like last year, for example, if you looked at a team's playoff schedule and you saw them playing New Jersey at the beginning of the year, you probably would have thought that'd be a decent matchup. Mm-hmm. And then New Jersey was like a 105 point team. So <laughs> I think it's at this point of the year, like obviously we have a good idea of who's going to be the strongest teams, but there could be obviously a couple teams that surprise. And then, you know, if they're on your, uh, the team schedule that you're thinking of grabbing guys from, it might not be as ideal. So it's tough. It's tough to really look at it now. Yeah, agreed. So much could change, but I love the confidence thinking you're already going to make the playoffs. <laughs> By the way, uh, I just finished a couple of my fantasy drafts. I don't know if this is just me personally, but after every draft, I kind of feel terrible. <laughs> I feel I don't oh, like yeah. my team at all. Do you have the same feeling? Yeah, because you never get the perfect team. You always miss a few players. There's always players that get taken like just before you're about to pick that you wanted. So it's, yeah. it's inevitable. Fair enough. Uh, Next question. This is from Juan Tavares. (laughs) This is a Hughes family centered question. Really funny. He says, in a dynasty points league, would you trade Quinn Hughes for Luke Hughes? Uh, Second question, would you trade Quinn Hughes and Luke Hughes for Jack Hughes? So let's start with the one. Would you trade Quinn for Luke? Uh, No, I'd rather have Quinn Hughes still, I think. Um, Scores more points. Yeah, and he's he's shooting the puck a ton this this preseason. That's a good I, sign. That is going to be really interesting. I think if Quinn can really up his shooting volume, he's going to be way better than say Adam Fox, and he might. Oh, hundred percent. I yeah. didn't see what he had. I only saw after the first two games, he's had like eleven shots. I think it was. I don't know. Yeah. if played another game since then, but yeah. um, he he's firing the puck a ton, which is one of the basically the only drawback he sort of had outside of obviously you want his peripherals to be better, but that's he's never going to hit a ton or yeah i don't think that's just not his game but his plus minus has improved so much if you count that in your league but his shots mm-hmm. was the only thing that was kind of mediocre and yeah if he keeps up that pace that's going to be incredible yeah so i'd rather i don't know i don't know in five or eight years if you'd rather have luke maybe but right now it's still quinn mm-hmm. quinn quinn and luke for jack is interesting i think that's a uh, it's probably a i think i'd rather have jack still but that's probably a pretty fair <laughs> trade uh, I'd rather have Jack. I mean, in the yeah. points league, I, I feel like forwards will always score more anyway. Between yeah. Quinn and Luke, let's say you get what 150 points out of those two combined. Jack's I mean, 100 points. I yeah, I mean, based on a point per player basis, Jack is going to score more than either of them by a yeah. by a mile. I ranked him fourth in my ranking, which people said was high. So I, I got to say Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta you gotta back. Back your stuff up. That's right. Uh, next question. This is from Filthy Casual Ben. <laughs> I love the name. Uh, he asks, or she, I don't really know. What are the chances Zach Benson sticks in Buffalo past nine games? Ooh, um, Spicy question. Everyone's talking. I've gotten that question a lot on Twitter and in mailbags. Um, 
Everyone seems to be talking about him. I'm going to say it's slim, even though he's looking pretty good. I just don't see a ton of room for him in Buffalo. There's so many good young players. And I feel like at some point he's probably going to hit a wall. And I don't know if the Sabres want to burn like a year of his, his entry level deal um, right now. Um, but he is playing really well. So I would definitely keep him on your radar uh, for keeper leagues. But yeah, I think if it was another team, he might have a better shot. Just like the Sabres seem so stacked at forward. Yeah. There's really no need for Benson to play with the big team right now. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind they just sent down Yuri Kulich. I think he's going to be a great player. Um, Jack Quinn is going to come sometime soon, uh, recovering from injury. Yeah, and they don't need scoring, right? Like it's not what they need. Like, yeah, uh, they don't really need Benson right now. Um, mm-hmm. They they were top five scoring team in the league. They probably need more help on defense and keeping the puck out of the net. So, yeah. Uh, second question from Filthy Casual Ben: Do you see a scenario where Brant Clark usurps Drew Doughty this year? Uh, it's possible. I'll say it's possible, but unlikely. Um, I think as long as Daddy stays healthy, he probably keeps that spot. Um, but I, I would be interested to see what Clark could do if Daddy does have an injury. Cause remember Sean Dursey put up good numbers there. Yeah. Um, when da- when Daddy was hurt a couple years ago. So that's a good spot. Um, Clark's going to be a good player. I just think they'll probably try to ease him in a bit there. Um, it's another team that's pretty talented, well insulated. So I don't think they're going to push him too fast, but he might get a couple of looks there. I don't. I don't think he'll like kind of take take it over, but I think he'll get a bit of time there. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not like Drew Doughty's ancient, right? Like he's no. coming off a really good season. He's playing like twenty five plus minutes a night. Um, the only way Brant Clark takes over is if like Doughty gets injured, as you said, or you know he really drops off a cliff, which I find highly unlikely. Yeah. And, and let's keep in mind, they still have Jordan Spence there too, right? So I know Clark's kind of ahead, but there's a lot of competition for that spot too. Yep, agreed. Uh, next question. This is from Jamie Kitch8. Um, top three to five fantasy players versus real life players. And then top three to five uh real life players uh versus fantasy players so basically which players are better in fantasy than in real life and which players are better in real life than in fantasy i love this question uh i always have a big list of those players because and i think this is a big um common mistake if you're like a casual fantasy hockey player because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you hear hear names on when you're watching the broadcast and you know people are raving about this player and you think like oh they're really good i'm gonna take them Mm-hmm. Um, but in actuality, like they don't really fit in fantasy hockey as well. And you know who was the biggest veteran, um, better in better in reality than in fantasy until up until last year? Yeah. I would say was Miro Miro Heiskanen. Yeah. You you know it too, right? Like yeah. everyone raves about that guy skating, and you draft him, and it's like thirty three points, and you're like, what the? Heck? <laughs> well, last year he finally broke out, so yeah, he's kind of yeah. the example of that. Uh, but I have a few like better in in real life than fantasy i would say are guys like thomas shabbat um k andre miller Mm -hmm. uh, mark stone even i'd put on that list Um, not that they're bad for fantasy it's just you always kind of expect more um they're just just good all-around players yeah yeah we just talked about him too nikolai ehlers yeah that's another one yeah Um, anybody on carolina so sebastian aho andre yeah 
their their points are capped because of the team they play on. Um, they're eighty point players, but a hundred point players probably on another team that is willing yeah. to let them wheel a little bit. Um, two of my favorites too, Joel Eriksson Ek. I, I think he's a fantastic two way player. I don't know if he's going to score a lot of points, um, but he is, in my opinion, by far the best center on the wild. It's not Ryan Hartman, even though he's going to play top line center. Uh, and Bo Horvat, um, maybe I'm a little biased, but I mean, 60 points, but takes a ton of draws. His two-way games are right. Um, I think defensively, he's kind of slipped a little, but you don't find guys who can win like 60% of their face-offs too often, right? Yeah, it, it's a hard thing to kind of balance because there's there's a lot of players you just think are going to produce more than they do, even though they're they're just really great in their own zone and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and they just don't really equate well to the fantasy hockey. Yeah, true. And then uh, players that are way better in fantasy than in real life. Um, I feel like there's a lot on the list. These these are like one dimensional scores yeah. that drives coaches nuts. So any player who scores a lot but has a really bad plus minus or a really bad uh, metrics, you can put in this list. Uh, I have yeah. Trevor Zegers, Jordan Cairo. Good ones. I'd say like Matias Michelli from the Coyotes last year. Mm. Um, good numbers. But yeah, yeah, there's just any, basically anybody that's getting kind of empty calorie points. You know, we love those points in fantasy. We love the the player that loses the game. 7-3, but gets two goals. So <laughs> You know who that player was for me last year? Who? Max Domi. Ah, uh, yeah. Quiet, like, I was <laughs> yeah. looking at his numbers that day. Almost 50 points on that Chicago roster. I know. Before he I, even got to Dallas, so. I know. Well, he's playing, like, a ton of minutes, right? Which he's yeah. not going to get in Toronto. But um, a lot of power play merchants, too. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, Tyson Berry, Justin Schultz, John Klinberg, yeah. even Eric Carlson to a certain extent. And, and yeah. like, he's an elite fantasy player, but... In real life, I, I don't know. There was a time where maybe he was good enough defensively, but I mean, I think it's well, debatable. I think like there's a difference. If I mean, if you're scoring 100 points as a defenseman, I think you're you're allowed to be pretty bad defensively <laughs> at that point. But if you're a 50 point defenseman and you're bad defensively, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next question. This is from. Uh, Jim Tanella and a oh, wrong question. <laughs> My mistake. This is from La Hockey, uh, Peak 90s on Twitter. Do I take a flyer on Matthew Nyes instead of Bunting for my bench? Oh, that is a tough one. Um, so we just, you just kind of mentioned how Carolina guys are kind of capped, and mm-hmm. Bunting feels like he's really going to fall victim to that this year i mean kind of going from playing with matthews and marner on a super offensive line to probably getting reduced minutes on a lower line in carolina like bunting was a 60 point player at times in Mm -hmm. toronto what do you think he gets in carolina i can't see him getting like if he gets 40 to 45 points like i feel like that's kind of low is it i don't know like when you're when when ajo is struggling to get like you know 70 80 like is bunting i don't know like how good is bunting or is he just a product of marner and matthews like i i just think bunting's a good fit because of his speed he is but like is he gonna get big minutes top line power play like i don't i don't see it there like i maybe i'm wrong but i just i can't see him getting close to 60 points there right uh i have him close to 60 but i feel like he can get 
you know, 20 something goals, 20 something assists. Like at a minimum. Maybe, maybe. So that's so that's 40 points, 40 to 45 points. I think Nyes could do the same with a lot more upside, I guess, would be my yeah, like, Nyes definitely has way more upside. Right. Like he's either going to be playing with one of Tavares or Nylander, or if the Nylander at center thing doesn't work, then he might be playing with Tavares and Nylander, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, so I don't know. I think Nyes has a lot more upside. If you're taking a chance on one, I'd probably go with Nyes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I could just yeah. see bunting bunting having like 42 points and like 18 goals and he's just he's just one of those guys that's on the top of the waiver wire that's never going to do anything major for your squad yeah. i don't know fair enough i i think if you want to take bunting maybe you want to have aho to go with it as a pair yeah maybe just on its own sometimes i don't like these third wheel wingers uh on my bench because it becomes a lot of a matchup play and then i have to think about who he's playing against where he's playing the lineup and it just it's too much effort sometimes i know i I think i just worry a lot of people are going to get conned into bunting this year and it's it's not going to go well but we'll see well everywhere everyone gets conned into uh you know the canes so yeah yeah the cane it's it's we've talked about them it's so tough there you know they just kind of divvy up the minutes they're so defensive too that just hurts everybody so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay um so finally, we get to Jim Tonella's question. <laughs> All right, Jim, sorry 12, we made you wait. <laughs> yeah, in the 12-team head-to-head points league, roster size of 24, big league, or big roster, I should say. Late rounds get thin. Your thoughts on good guys to swing for the fences? Uh, there's well, a lot, actually, I think. There are. Maybe we should just talk about, like, general strategy. So yeah. at this point in the draft, I always go for, like, younger players with upside yeah. Um, or players that maybe people have forgotten about because they had injuries last year. Mm-hmm. So like um like Zach Rowenski is somebody, um, Sean Couturier, yeah. we talked about a little bit yeah. uh, on a previous episode, those types of players, or maybe stash players, um, Patrick Kane, Max Pacioretty, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. So generally, you know, those kind of players, um, like maybe that's where you look at like a Matt Coronado, who we talked about earlier, like if he's still kicking around that late. Um, mm-hmm. that's a good guy to take a chance on nice. We just mentioned those, those type of young players that might have upside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed on Couturier. He's not getting drafted in a lot of leagues. Uh, Matt Coronado, we talked about, it. I think he's a great, uh, late round flyer, uh, guys like Oliver Wallstrom, Kent Johnson, Alex Newhook, Quentin Byfield, um, even Jonathan Druan, um, Jakob Vrana, Robbie Fabry, guys who have like, even proven to be scorers, but just haven't been able to stay on the ice for whatever reason. These are the guys you want to take. And it, it takes a little research to look into which rookies are going to make the squad. And granted, some of them may not play uh, the entire season, like Zach Benson, yeah. but it's a late round flyer. There's really no risk. Or, or one else. Yeah. Or a zero G, like somebody like mm. that. You're taking it. You, basically, you don't want to take. A veteran player that you know his his ceiling is 45 points and mm-hmm. you could just get somebody comparable off waivers in the first mm-hmm. week of the season just mm-hmm. don't do that mm-hmm. so by the way i just want to do a psa so uh michael and i have set up a office pool saturday survivor league um it's open to everyone uh the the winner of the survivor pool gets a free one-year subscription to the hockey news magazine uh, you can head over to Twitter to find the link. I'll have it pinned at the top. Um, free to play, uh, one entry per person. So we know who you are. Don't cheat. <laughs> and if you don't know what a survivor pool is, 
real quick, uh, you pick one team to win every Saturday and you can't pick the same team twice. Um, pretty easy, pretty fun, actually. And you'd be surprised how quickly uh, people fall off in these leagues. I'm, I'm predicting I'm going to last maybe two Saturdays at most. <laughs> that's, that's my cap. <laughs> not, not a big sign of confidence there. <laughs> no, there's so many random games. Uh, Especially early in the season. Night tonight. Yeah, for sure. It, it's going to be tough, but it'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. And to finish off the episode, a little happy Canadian Thanksgiving special. We're going to have a Thanksgiving meal draft. We're going to bring in producer Connor. He's going to join us. We're going to have a three-person draft. Um, You get to pick five dishes uh, to put on your Thanksgiving dinner plate. And I expect we'll see some interesting answers here because there is already some debate before uh, going on the episode about what constitutes as a Thanksgiving (laughs) dish or not. These will be the hottest takes of the season. (laughs) Agreed. All right. Welcome to the Thanksgiving draft on the Hockey News. Welcome, producer Connor. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. This is going to be fun. (laughs) I can't wait to get absolutely roasted for uh, all of my terrible selections. And yes, that was a pun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Ground rules. Uh, five rounds, three-person draft. The order will be Connor, Jason, and Mike. This was not random. We decided to give Connor the first pick because he works the hardest, being the producer <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, he's Mike, the brains of the operation. For, for sure. sure. So anything I goes wrong, to blame be. him. I pretend yeah. to be. Blame him if everything, anything goes wrong. <laughs> uh, Mike gets the last pick because uh, I think he just really wanted the snake pick. Um, I think he's got some weird strategy that we don't know about. Oh, I've, been plan- uh, I've been planning this for days, so yeah, <laughs> look out. Uh, we do have a set list of Thanksgiving dishes, although uh, people are free to go off the board. Although I will like nix your pick if it's not a traditional Thanksgiving dish. <laughs> so you can't say like sushi. Like you, you, it's just no, it doesn't work. No, that doesn't. Keep work. in mind, listeners, what he just said. And who's the boss of this podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, Connor, your turn. First. Pick. So there's a couple ways I could go with this. There is the public opinion. There is the what I like the most, and there is the uh, to piss everybody off uh, <laughs> list. I'm going to go with a combo of all three, and. I'm very torn with my first pick. I'm scared There's already. Two things I'm considering, and they go together. I'm surprised one of them's allowed to be on the list because it's a liquid. Oh. But having said that, I'm going to go stuffing. Oh, that's a great pick. Stuffing, I can't believe you didn't yeah. go turkey, but okay. That seems like like that seems like the Connor Bedard pick of the Thanksgiving draft. Like, I turkey. don't like turkey. No, you know what? Wow. That's the Patrick Stefan of the pick. No, oh my gosh. Nobody likes turkey. Nobody likes turkey? That's a hot take. (laughs) You've had some some bad takes. The only reason reason we make turkey is because it feeds 20 people. It is the driest, most boring meat out there. Well, you got to cook it properly. Turkey gets better. Turkey sandwiches, turkey soup the next day. Oh, man. Okay. I have a feeling I think I know what the next book won't be. (laughs) I know what Mike's pick is going to (laughs) be. Exactly. Okay, um, fine. Um, I'm gonna actually go off the board a little bit too. Um, because I think there's a lot of other great dishes uh, that are out there. I just really like this particular dish every single time, and it's mashed potatoes. 
Wow. That's, that's a good one. I can't argue with that. That's an well, interesting one. I That was sort of like, I thought that would be a second, third rounder. Okay, you got to so, get what you want, regardless of what the scouting report says. True. So I'm picking third. I'm picking last. And somehow Turkey is still on the board. <laughs> Thanksgiving day draft. I was never going to pick Turkey. So Okay. Wow. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's some, th- something that just felt me. I'm, I'm definitely going to take Turkey. That's an easy one. Um, that was the Shane Wright of the pick. Yeah. Just, <laughs> or the draft, on, I should say. Um, on the way back, my second pick. This, I don't know if this one's controversial, but it's, I think it's like you either love this or you hate this. And I'm in the love it category, and that's pumpkin pie. Oh my God. Wow. I know I... Who the most basic person in this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin pie is delicious. Don't, okay, don't tell me you don't like turkey or pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie has to have whipped cream with it, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It has to have, have whipped to, cream. There's so many other good pies out there. There are. It's not my favorite pie, but it's in my top three. I okay. like pumpkin pie. Okay. All right. Well, this kind of changes it up a little bit because my protein is still on the on the draft board. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, my second side dish, and that's mac and cheese. We're counting that as protein. No, I'm saying the protein I want is still on the board, so I'm oh. gonna save it. Okay. Interesting. Mac that's... and cheese is good. It's a good call. Huh. All right. Well, I got the next two picks. Uh, I'm that shocked it's still available. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gravy. Okay. A staple. I don't yeah. know how that wasn't picked yet. Now um, my turkey is going to be dry. Okay. <laughs> very, very dry. Yeah. Have fun as it that. always is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to risk this. This is far and away the best part of a Thanksgiving meal. It's not apple salad. pie. No, <laughs> not salad. Apple pie. Yeah, that's a good call. By the way, to all the listeners, Connor put salad as one of those on the. We were choices. trying to come up with things. It's a thing. Everybody <laughs> a has thing, but no one's salad with. Oh, well, maybe not, but. It's acceptable, it's but yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, I'm going to pick my protein because I. Don't get it that often, but I think it's really tasty. But duck. Whoa. Duck. That's fantastic. that could have gone very last. <laughs> I'm like, just gonna like say duck. it. Duck is great. Uh, I'm not a huge duck guy, but I, I can see the appeal at Thanksgiving. If you, well, you gotta have some protein. If you don't if you yeah, don't want turkey. Exactly. So all right. Um I'm gonna go with so I'm gonna need some foreign potatoes here. I think I'm gonna go with scallop potatoes. Uh, mm. Since mashed potatoes are off the board, stole it. <laughs> stole it. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch be... of other different potatoes out there, so there's got to be some kind of cheese on them, though. Scalloped potatoes are good with cheese. That's why I went with mac and cheese. You need yeah. cheese somewhere. Okay. Interesting. It's your snake pick. Yeah. Oh, I'm going again here. Um, okay, what kind of fantasy around? draft expert are you? What's kicking around here? Am I going to take? Hold on. Am I going to take the first vegetable here? I might. Um, We've had potatoes taken. Potatoes aren't a vegetable. Come on. Oh, come on! They are a vegetable. <laughs> they are a vegetable. They're a starch. Um, and are we okay. not counting pumpkin pie as a vegetable? No. Like, uh, no. Pumpkin's no, a fruit, can't. isn't it? Is it? It it's got seeds. 
Okay, oh, we're getting. I never track. even thought about um, that. Huh. That's a good point. Give me, <laughs> give me corn. I'm gonna go with corn. Wow. Couple off the board picks already. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, at least. Should I go for another protein since I already have duck? <laughs> or should I actually be a good boy and get some veggies? Eat, eat healthy here. Okay. All right. I'm going to listen to the senior most wise person in our <laughs> podcast. And I, as a lot of people hate this dish, but I don't really mind it at all. I'm going to go with the green bean casserole. Wow. I don't mind that wow. at all. I like green beans, but yeah. I'll put gravy on them too. They can put gravy okay. on anything. Yeah. I guess that's a wild one though. That's <laughs> fair play on that. Yeah. Um, with my next pick, I got to get my. You got a lot of. Yeah, you got like stuffing, gravy, and apple pie. Yeah. Oh, this, is your, this is your last two picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are my last two picks. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so you actually need like a proper meal here. So I've got to go ham. Got to oh, go ham. Man. Okay. Uh, Overrated, but okay. No. It no. is a little bit. If you have mustard with it, it's great. Underrated. Mm. Um, sandwiches the next day. Incredible. Spiral, a spiral ham. Oh glazed you like the worst meats oh <laughs> no uh and then for my next pick i've got a lot of options here i'm gonna go close to home because my mom makes this fantastic broccoli cheese casserole dish thing mm. it's so good it's literally just broccoli and cheese uh <laughs> like awesome. baked in an oven it's so good uh so i will I'll go broccoli cheese casserole, get my cheese and my vegetables in one. See, that's a that's a smart pick. It's like when you drafted Brent Burns and he had like right wing and D eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> double, yeah, double. That's fair. We haven't seen a player like that in forever. I don't know if we ever will again. That plays yeah. both ways. Yeah. By uh, the who way, it? wasn't there a butt guy in Buffalo who used to do it? Mark Pesson. Who was like an oh, analytics god? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark Pesek. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you guys noticed, but on Yahoo Fantasy, commissioners can now edit positions of players. Like you can manually add positions. Wow, that's that's a can of worms right there. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can totally see myself abusing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was really interesting. Uh okay. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> I need a dessert in there, eh? Um, I need a pie of some sport. Um, can I pick cornbread? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's acceptable. Cornbread is delicious, it is delicious. I have the most delicious dish, so uh, dishes that's, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, you have the most basic dish you have turkey, pumpkin pie, scalloped potatoes, and corn. Well, it's a Thanksgiving uh draft, like, what are we yeah. doing? <laughs> um. Is it my last? My last. Yeah, pick, it's your right? last pick. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. What? So I'm gonna go with. This one's a lot better with gravy. Um. Something I love with. But gravy. you don't have gravy. I know, but let's just say, for the sake of argument's sake, um, it's good, warm with a little butter and gravy. Just a nice dinner roll. Wow. I was very close to taking that See, one. See, it's surprised it made it right? this far. Yeah, you kind of sop it up at the end. Your gravy on yeah. your plate. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the dish is so dry. Turkey, corn, dinner roll, 
And if you're feeling adventurous, you cut the dinner roll and you throw some turkey on there and you got a sandwich. <laughs> What's with you're you and you're off, you're off to the races. <laughs> Sandwiches are incredible. I think his theory with this draft was to figure out what would be the best leftovers. Oh, you know yeah. what? I'm all, I'm he all sounds like a dad, right? I, I'm all about leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is what dads do. They think about what I'm gonna have to feed my kids tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, my favorite part of of any holiday is is leftovers. Yeah, wow, it's that's true. a hot take. No, should we run through some of the unselected? <laughs> oh, hold on. Well, I was gonna say like the fact that his favorite part of the holidays is leftovers and not family is pretty. Tiring. Yeah. <laughs> How about eating leftovers with family? Let's compromise. Well, uh, you can't take it back now. Okay. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's run through that. What wasn't drafted? So I think the most surprising one for me, even though I don't like it, cranberry sauce. It's, it doesn't go with anything. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> really interesting. Okay. Uh, roasted potatoes. Uh, I just feel like there's better potatoes out there. Fair enough. What about sweet potatoes? Gross. No. Gross. Yeah, I'm not a sweet potato guy. Yeah. Squash. Mm, I'm I feel like I was Irish in another life. I don't like plain potatoes. <laughs> none of this sweet stuff, none of this like um other kind of, you know, starchy veggies. I'm a little surprised you didn't go Jason with pecan pie for your dessert. Mm -mm. No? All right. No. No. Uh got Brussels sprouts, which I'm not surprised wasn't picked. Yeah, who added uh, that? Was that you, Mike? <laughs> No, I did not add Brussels sprouts. I did I not know. add that either. I what? Someone did because I would have never added Brussels sprouts. Maybe it was me that. then. Must have been no one idea. of you two. I don't think. I, so. any, anyway, you got to cook not, those in a certain way in order for them. to Yeah, be lathered edible. in like grease, like Bacon. animal fat. Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you could eat it. I, and sometimes it does taste good. Like sometimes if you deep fry it, it actually tastes quite good. But it's just. I think mm. the listeners are quickly learning how unhealthy we all are yes <laughs> thanksgiving like thanksgiving is the one time of the year that and like the december holidays where mm. you can just gorge on yeah food. yeah maybe Plus, this is the last time you could eat your feelings before the season starts like True. you've just had a really bad <laughs> hockey draft um i have yeah. one sunday night because the commissioner is american so he doesn't care about <laughs> thanksgiving that's yeah we won't push that one uh other small notables sweet potato pie and tarducken yeah tarducken's Tarducan. a weird one have you ever guys ever had it it's not that great no i think it was Never like john it. john madden's favorite thing he used to always talk about it mm. um, yeah it's just a little weird i was surprised chicken wasn't lot. drafted but chicken's very yeah. common and, and kind of boring yeah it, like turkey is also already a thanksgiving thing yeah yeah, that, yeah, I mean, I mean, you need to make like ten chickens to feed twenty people, right? So, yeah, <laughs> rather than one true. turkey. But I, I'll say this: I think turkey's good if you have the dark meat. The white meat is awful. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, quick recap: everybody, go through your picks. Uh, I'll start because I went first in the draft. I went stuffing. I've got gravy. I've got apple pie. Uh, Broccoli cheese casserole and ham. Nice, nice. I, I'm a little fancy. I got duck, uh, mashed potato, mac and cheese, green bean casserole, and cornbread. 
Yeah, and I went uh, turkey, pumpkin pie, scalloped potatoes, corn, and roll, dinner roll. Yeah. That's you a guys very brown meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys should let us know who picked the best uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I think I did. Yeah. I've... Yeah. It's clearly me. So it's... <laughs> it's clearly not you. <laughs> but I'm glad that like none of us like each other's dishes. That way we don't ever fight. Yeah. I might fight for the dinner roll, but that's about it. <laughs> dinner roll. Underrated. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I hope you guys like that little special Thanksgiving draft, um, keeping in sort of line, I guess, a little bit with our fantasy hockey podcast. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you to Michael Spicer for the intro and outro music. Uh, new episodes drop Monday. Uh, so next week, the season's already started, so we'll have plenty to talk about, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>